Welcome to the JMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez, and we are back after a week off. Sorry for having another week off. Uh, I just graduated. Thank you very much. Just graduated with my uh, BA in film production. Hopefully, let's see where that takes me. You know, uh, so far, I've been doing pretty good uh, until recently. Uh, I think you get this huge high after you graduate, after like a, a couple of days of like, yes, I just accomplishment. And then it hits you about on the fifth day where it's like, holy shit, what do I do now? Like, there's really no real purpose anymore, you know, because when you're in school for so long, that is your purpose. That is your structure. That is your goals. And now you're like, oh, what's my goal? What? To get a job and, and, and be happy and be free and, and be an adult. It's like, what does that even mean? What does that all mean? God knows what. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure most of us don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think I have a, a lot of still a lot of pondering to do. So uh, I guess the proper term a, a friend of mine used was post grad blues, which I, I didn't know was a thing, but I am feeling it. But it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I think I'm. You know, one thing that this graduation taught me was that I am surrounded by some great people. Like uh, I, I I don't know where to start. Uh, I had a great graduation party here at the house. And a lot of my friends showed up. And for some reason, I didn't expect people to really show up. I don't know. Like, I was like, ah, oh, you know, you know, don't think it's a Saturday. I think there's a lot better things to do. But, hey, it's my grad party. And sure enough, a lot of them did show up. And on top of that, we had great tacos. We had, like, a taco bar here at the grad party. And we had, you know, my musicians play uh, a couple of uh, music sets for me and my family. And we had uh, some of my comedian friends roast me. That was fun. Um, although at, ter- at times it got a little awkward when uh, some of the comedians got a little too dirty in front of my family, but other than that it was great. I had a great time. I'm so happy for the people that showed up, and so I'm really starting this whole new era of my life on a pretty good note. You know, there are some setbacks, some emotional setbacks I'll get into later because uh, I'm still processing. Uh, but other than that, uh, things are pretty okay. I think I'm at that mode. It's like, all right, I gotta go check what LinkedIn. You know, gotta go check what I got. I gotta do to change my resume. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's that's you know, what does someone say after what? Their entire life in school, and now you're out. What can you say? And these constant questions are like, you know, what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do now? It's like, God damn it, I don't know. I really don't. Uh, I do have a lot of projects I want to finish. Um, but an interesting thing that people here in San Jose constantly ask me, though, which is I think is pretty funny, uh, is that they always ask me if I'm going to stick around. Like, as of saying, all right, you're, you're done school here, so uh, when are you leaving? When are you leaving San Jose? And about 10 different people in a span of two days who don't know each other ask me that question of when are you leaving San Jose? And it's like, is, is this what we what the, this community expects from one another now? Is for people to leave? Like, is that really a thing now? I mean, I, I heard of it. I mean, the whole thing about people being priced out. But I guess there's a saying around here saying that if you're a creative person, you tend to kind of go to much bigger cities meaning LA or or San Francisco but for me uh, in, in a good way I'm stuck here anyway my plan is to give myself a year then we'll see where we'll go from there I'm pretty sure hopefully this podcast will grow bigger 
Uh, thank you to all those who support this podcast, who listen in. Uh, to seriously, this podcast—the reason why it's growing—and and not just of becoming a interview-like podcast, but where I'm actually expanding and trying to film uh, my guests and trying to interview other communities of San Jose and the South Bay. I would not be inspired to do those ideas if it wasn't for people vocally telling me I listen to your podcast and I like it. So all of you guys who've been listening from the beginning, thank you. All you guys who just started somewhere in the middle, thank you. And all you guys who are listening to this episode for the first time, thank you. I have a great guest today. Her name is Maria Amigo. She's a great artist. Uh, I met Maria Amigo in a open mic at Friscati. She was doing sh- showcasing art outside and she was a really cool gal. A great personality, and she has this thing called Kella Designs. That's her her uh, her art business, and she's such a sweet person to talk to. She's great, and there's a, a pretty interesting story how she came up with the name Kella Designs. So look forward to that. Another great thing about this episode for the first time ever, the GMS podcast is going mobile. That's right. I um for the first time, I did this interview outside of the studio. And I used a USB uh, microphone, which I'm not really a fan of, but it did the job. Uh, I'm always into the uh, to the uh, always uh, uh, the aux cord uh, microphones that have the best sound. But for the, for the sake of interviews, I need it to be mobile because everybody's busy. A lot of people are busy and they want to be on this podcast, but they can't because they're on a tight schedule. So I was like, you know what? Let me develop an idea to go out there in the field, interview them in their elements. In this case. Uh, for the first time ever going outside the studio to record, I was a little hesitant because she's currently busy with a uh, art project in the Valley Fair Mall, and I don't really have control of the audio and the ambience over there. But I don't think it's that bad, though. I, I think I think uh, we sat down near the cafeteria and we chatted about people were looking like, oh, who's this guy with the big microphone and, and talking to this sweet person? But I think it worked out well. Um so I'm I'm really happy that this episode worked out, and uh, I don't really plan to be mobile all the time. Only in special circumstances where you know people really are busy and they can't really stop by here. But other than that, uh, I'm I'm happy I did it. I think it's a good uh, ex- pilot episode for being mobile. And um, I, I gotta tell you, I had a great talk with Maria Amigo. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's go check out our chat. Maria Amigo, I'm glad to be here. This is exciting for me because it's the first time I'm going mobile, meaning I'm going outside the studio to interview somebody. And uh, here we are at uh, Valley Fair. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I'm so excited as well. But, uh, and you just got set up here at Valley Fair, right? With yeah, your... I just set up um, yesterday. So it's my second day of the mall with my pop-up. So for those who don't know, what is a pop art? Oh, pop-up, oh, pop-up art. Up. Is that so, what it's called? Yeah, it's a pop-up store. So it means that it's a temporary store. And this one specifically is organized by SJ Made, uh, which is an awesome uh, company that puts uh, local um, makers in contact with uh, companies like Valley Fair. And we do pop-ups that last for a month. And yeah, it's awesome because they give the opportunity for local artists to be at a mall. 
selling their stuff, so it's pretty cool. I'm very happy to see that because I remember the first time we met, we met at Frascati. Yes. And I remember we had art outside of Frascati. Yes. And I believe it was on a Tuesday music open mic. Exactly. So going from seeing you starting there, uh -huh. right, to now at you know a pretty big mall here in the South Bay, uh -huh. oh, it's How? <laughs> with your own pop-up art desk that's pretty awesome yeah thank you so how, how did that come about did someone call you for that or did you mm -hmm. apply for the pop-up yeah or, so yes I um, after my first showcase ever at Frascati when we met that was like the first time that I showed my art uh, like a showcase like an actual uh, place really how long yeah. have you been doing art so I've been doing art for a year and a half now I started wow. drawing a year and a half yeah. interesting how did that come about <laughs> So um, I've been here in California for two and a half years and I just came to study English but then I decided to stay because there were a lot of opportunities and I wanted to continue my studies here so mm -hmm. I went to school but then uh, I think that I came What school a, did you go to? I went to UCSC Santa Cruz but um, Silicon Valley Extension so it, I wasn't in so campus. You were not on campus? That's a beautiful campus. Yeah, I know I missed it. Uh, I was just in a building in the middle of the highway in 101, so it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> so what country did you come from? I come from Spain. From Spain? Yes. What part of Spain? South, Granada. From Granada. Yeah, it's a small town in the south of Spain. Which is well known for like their food, which is well known yeah. for like their, their, their like, uh, they have like their own little culture there, right? Yeah, they, exactly. They, Lots of culture. It's a super old city. And beautiful scenery. Yes, beautiful. And you go away from that to end up in a building by the Highway 101. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> How was that transition for you? So it was a huge transition and a huge cultural shock and I just came to California like yeah adventure like yeah. Uh, I just want to travel make friends but I realized like wow I'm so far from home I'm all by myself and like I just had a huge cultural shock that I wasn't expecting I was very naive I just came to have fun and I didn't realize that moving from a country to another is such is it is like a very is it, it can be very challenging and it can be really hard so that's how I started drawing well, I I just needed to, so to you, do something you different. started art as a coping mechanism yes. to get through homesickness disappointment obviously disappointment <laughs> yes yes which is pretty common I, I know mm -hmm. a lot of international students who come from especially from Europe they come to the United States expecting, you know, the California life, yes. whatever that means in the media. Uh -huh. And they end up not, not, especially here in the South Bay, not exactly what they expected. Mm -hmm. uh, but two things come out of that. Either a lot of them move back after a year, mm -hmm. and a lot of them stay and create opportunities. And so far, it looks like you took in, you know, that path. Definitely, yes. So, so was your first year here the hardest, I believe? Yes, my first year and a half was pretty hard, yes. I moved a lot. I wasn't... Um, I wasn't 100% comfortable. I didn't understand the distribution of the city uh, as well as the, the lifestyle itself. I wasn't used to drive everywhere and um, many little things that I just realized, wow, I'm not used to these things. And I, ha I basically have had to adapt to so many things that it was a very very interesting and learning experience and it was hard but it was like it made me grow so much yeah. that it was definitely worth it I don't yeah. well besides art what else helped you get through people people your, San Jose. The, the friends you made yes so yeah. much 
all the support that I found so quickly. Like I started drawing and in a matter of like weeks or months, people was just so nice. I find that just people here is overall so supportive. And they were like, wow, Maria, those awesome, those uh, drawings are so cool. And I was like, really? Like, I just started drawing because, you know, mm -hmm. I just went to Barnes and Noble one day and I wanted to, to draw. So I bought myself a sketchbook and I started doing just simple doodles. And uh, but, but don't you think like maybe in your childhood you were drawing as well? Yeah, so I was. Okay, so it's, it's not like yeah. it came out of nowhere. It's like mm -hmm. you always kind of had it in you. Yes. Okay. I definitely, when I was a little girl, um, I did draw um, just, but never really like, it wasn't my thing ever, but I always loved Picasso and my family always took me, took me to museums, me and my sister. So we, we have been always surrounded by art, but I never really actually like did it myself, you know, as yeah. something like I'm going to sit down and draw, you know. Uh -huh. It was something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I think like the education system in Spain really killed my creativity in what a way. What happened over there? Um, they're very strict. And um, education is very like, you have to memorize everything. It's not a very creative uh, technique to, to learn. So um, I was always like really bad. Um, so it was more about learning, it was more about uh, passing exams. Yes, exactly, yeah. definitely. No, no, not creative at all. Not um, well. Like, Spain has a pretty rich history of, of art. It's yes, kind of, it's kind of weird do. to hear that that mm -hmm. the art is not being appreciated over there. So they do appreciate art, art like a lot, and uh, we are surrounded by art, like over there, yeah. everywhere. You wake up in the morning and you walk on the streets. The architecture. And everything is art. Like my house, everywhere. This the floor, the ground, everywhere is just super old. There's castles everywhere and palaces, so um, I was definitely, and my art is also definitely inspired by, by that. Like you can see my roots in my art, mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, Spain education is not good, so I was like very burned out. That's why I came here, I think. And what were you studying in Spain? Hospitality, Hospitality. which has nothing to do and I don't want to do it ever again. And, and yeah. was you trying to be like in tourism? Yeah, I was trying. Like I love hotels and traveling, so I was, I just kind of wanted to be a receptionist. But then when I actually experienced being a receptionist, like <laughs> yeah. I'm good with yeah. people, but I'm not, I'm not good at eight to five job doing the same thing. Like I want to well, be. It, it's hard to make a career out of serving people. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think in any industry, whether it's mm -hmm. tourism, whether it's the food industry. When you're serving Definitely. others, not necessarily because you like to, but because you're doing for a pay, yeah, it's you know the flair is not there. Mm -hmm. There's something weird about that too. I mean, I, I think that not not to get all philosophical, but but this is a new de development in human history to serve. Uh, well, not actually, it's not really that new, but in yeah. our capitalistic way, it is yes. kind of new. Of like, all right, I'm paying you to pretend to like these people and help them out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a little weird. I don't know. I think it's that's a little weird. weird. <laughs> it's important, I think, to to always try to value people, like no matter what they're doing. So maybe sometimes I haven't feel valued at some jobs when I was actually doing like a good work 
For example, in Spain, I did a job where I was the only one who spoke English, and that was never really appreciated or valued in me. It was taken for granted. It was taken for yeah. granted. It's like, oh, Maria, she speaks English. Go pass it yeah, on to her. Yeah, exactly. So I was burned out a little bit by, yeah, the yeah. situation there, especially in the South, is like, uh, a little different than here. But I love it there, though. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I, think, I think I heard from Spain, it's like, it's so different. You go to different parts of Spain, you get drastically different culture perspective yeah, about sure. the country. Yeah, so super different. So, and you grew up in Granada? Yes. I How did. was that? Mm, it was great because I have a beautiful family yeah. that um, we are very close. So, um, do you have a big family? Yes, I do. I have a big family. Uh, I mean, ma- close, many? close, we are like maybe. 20 like super close really okay yeah and then my parents and my sister we are like we talk every day and so it's just you and your sister yes me and is my she sister. older or younger she's older her name is julia, julia. and she's over there in granada uh-huh. and is she's she, awesome <laughs> what does she do um so right now she works at a company um as a teacher and like a tutor it's like an online learning platform mm-hmm. for students and stuff like that and she's also an anthropologist and a nurse and she also does piercings she does quite a lot of things yeah she's so awesome she's definitely my inspiration as well as well as my parents who are very like artistic and very like intellectual what do your parents (laughs) do so my father has uh, a company that he built when he was 20 years old in granada and my mother has always taken amazing care of us. Yeah. What of kind of company is it? She, he sells paper, like paper, paper towels. Paper towels. <laughs> all types of paper, and he distributes like all over Spain and some other countries. It's good entrepreneurial commerce, right yeah, there. Because yeah. everybody needs paper towels. Uh, everybody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny how even like the smallest things we take for granted, we realize how much important they are. Yes. You know, especially when you travel I'm sure you traveled mm-hmm. you know yeah. how important paper can be it or, is. or, oh or, or the smaller things uh-huh. of like you know yeah. certain things that, that, mm-hmm. that these days you take for granted <laughs> where have you traveled to? Um, so I've been to a lot of places in Europe because it's just so easy to travel over there and so cheap Right. so I love Morocco so I've been to Morocco a couple of times Tangiers like, or Marrakesh? I've been to Tetran, Marrakesh, Chifchaouen wow. and some other small towns and just like, like a ferry hour, away right? yeah <laughs> it's like three hours away and Morocco is like awesome oh my god and then I've been to just the typical France, Switzerland, England I lived in Ireland one year you lived in Ireland? yeah for a year how was that? Oh, it was awesome. I improved my English a lot and I did my last year of my degree of hospitality mm. over there. Were you working as a receptionist over there? Uh, no, I, I no. just went to school there and partied like crazy. Party. <laughs> How are the parties in Ireland? Crazy. They really? party like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Like I've never seen anything like that. They're, they're, they're big drinkers, I heard. Yes, they are. <laughs> it is fun though. They're super welcoming and it's beautiful over there. It just rains a lot, yeah. which sucks. Which explains why they're drinking so much. Probably, Because yeah. <laughs> if you live in depressing weather... Yeah, you got to do something fun. Exactly. Yeah. Where are you going to go? You go to the bar. <laughs> exactly. 
uh, it, since it seems like you travel to other English-speaking countries for mm-hmm. like a while, yeah. Do you ever had a hard time adjusting to the different dialects of English you had to deal with? Yeah. So in Ireland, the first month that I lived there, I I didn't communicate with any any Irish person because I really like I didn't understand for the first a month? word. Yes. How'd you get by? So my landlord would come to my house and he would be talking and talking and I'd be like, mm, sorry, but like I don't understand anything. Just come later because. I'm not getting anything that you're saying. And then we were all Europeans, so it was like an exchange program. So I had a, a bunch of Spanish friends and from other countries. So I communicated with them mm-hmm. until I got the Irish accent. Okay. Yeah. And At a point, I understood them. Yeah. And but it took me a while. And it looks like you adjusted when you came here, because I don't get a hint of Irish. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that my accent has changed a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I love English. I think that that's also a big part of me and coming here. You're, you're, you're the first uh, person from a Spanish-speaking country to uh-huh. say you like English. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, people usually like, oh, you know, English is the worst <laughs> language. Spanish, really? it's more fluid, it's more oh, no. lyrical. I think that English is so practical. Uh-huh. I feel like there are so many words and it's so... Once you're fluent, it's like so fun to communicate in English. I don't know, but mm. I love it. Who, who, is there spe- specific traits you like about English? A specific what? Traits you like about English? Mm, like what? Because you mentioned that it's very effective, meaning it gets to the uh, point faster. Yes. Okay. So there's like words that are very like, like that describe exactly what you're talking about and that I wouldn't be able to say the same so easily in Spanish. Mm. You know, like an example, like when you when you go to apply for something, you say, I'm gonna apply for a job. Mm-hmm. In, Sp- in Spanish, it's like so complicated to say that. When in English, it's so like easy and quick to say, just gonna apply. I'm applying. I'm applying, exactly. Yeah. And in Spanish, it's like, Voy a echar el curriculum a un trabajo. It's okay. like longer and it doesn't sound more cool. words. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. And many more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it seems like you, like you mentioned that your parents are artistic. What kind of art do they do? So they're artistic in the way that they're very interested in culture. They are very, um, they read a lot. They go to museums a lot. They, they want us to be critical, but they always taught us to be, to question things mm-hmm. and to, for example, be critical with a movie or with a book or, you know, to, to look outside, like to think outside of the box. They are like, yeah, I think like, like great thinkers, I don't know. And um, so they always um, taught, like they always wanted us to read and to to go to places, to travel, to be independent. And they're very artistic in that way, you know, in the way like they appreciate art and culture and, and knowledge. So Now from a young age, did you take this for granted or would you did you always have in mind like, oh they're training me for something? Like, um, like I think I always wanted to to like to to make them feel proud. Okay. Yeah. So you you really took it in like yes. Yes, yes, definitely. Or rebellious, like re- I was, I was for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Um, so when I was like fourteen until I was seventeen, I was like partying all the time because Spain is like very, very social lifestyle country. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I let, I let myself like fall into that, and I did 
Well, it's I a teenage through. years. It's like you're experimenting, yeah. trying things out, exactly. trying to see a sense of identity yeah. with yourself. Exactly. So it's pretty common. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. common. So I think I did that a lot for a while. Yeah. But I always had a really good relationship with them, and we're very close, and yeah, they're cool. And when you, when you got in, not flash forward. Yeah. You're here in the United States a year. It seems like you you were kind of depressed a little bit, not sure what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then you just one day you went to uh, Barnes and Nobles and you got a sketch. Yes. And you just started sketching, uh-huh. doing art. Uh huh. Where did it take off from there? Like. Okay. That's so interesting. I love talking about this because it means so much to me because it's changed my life so much. So um, before I bought my sketchbook, um, I just realized, what am I doing here? Like, why did I really come here to the United States, you know? Like, I went into, like, really deep questions. Like, I was very... um, very introspective, like, trying to figure out, really, like, myself, you know? So that's when I decided to buy a sketchbook because I really had the urge to do something completely different. And I was missing my family, I was, like, questioning myself. So from there, I started showing my art and my drawings really, like, people connected to them very, very well and also to my story. I think that people like to, to, to hear their story behind. What story? So the story with the fact that I just started drawing all of a sudden okay. with uh, no background in art or something like that. Which, to come think with, that is pretty inspiring. Mm, thank you. Because when people <laughs> usually think of artists, they think of years of school. Yeah. As opposed to just drawing out of feelings, out of yeah. out of impulse, mm-hmm. uh, uh, instinctual feelings. Yeah. And I think that can be very intimidating to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who think I think you'd be a great artist, and they'd be like, "No, I can't be. Why? Because I have to take school." I was mm-hmm. like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. I think that I is is cool that I really had the drive to to do something different. So uh, the fact that I was like a little bit down, um, like. It inspired me a lot, and I got really excited about creating something. So just my little drawings were so, like, made me so happy. Like, gave me a lot of hope, kind of, and and really I poured myself into them. It was very organic the way I started drawing, and um, yeah, I think that people like that, and yeah. So- but where do you go from there, though? Like, you you went from doodling to being like, you know what? I'm gonna showcase yes. for the first time. <laughs> so, what what really motivates you to do that? Mm-hmm. So I, I love paper. I love um, like different sizes of paper. So somehow I started doing cards. I started doing drawings, like small designs on small pieces of paper. So those are. That's how I got into, oh, maybe I would love to like have my designs on, on like a greeting card uh, line, you know, like a collection. So from there, I did a showcase and then I started researching to do markets. So to actually sell my art at markets. And then from there, I've, I've done a lot of markets. And then I also applied... Um, thanks to an artist that is from here, from San Jose. I don't know if you know him, Mike Borja. Not yet. Okay, so thanks to him, he told me to apply for Tech Shop, and that's how I got like my first solo ex- exhibit. And yeah, so much has happened since then. Like 
now I don't I don't work at um, hotel or anything like that anymore. I work at a creative agency, and yeah, I think that these these all these things are not in order in my mind because this happened so quickly, mm-hmm. like so much regarding my art has happened so quickly that I I cannot speak about it like. <laughs> In order, you know. Okay, so it's, it's very sporadic. Yeah, because so, there's so many things. Because I also like started a business from my art. So I sell my art in the form of greeting cards and notebooks and phone cases. and So now I have a business like, also. Like on the we- a website, right? Yeah, and then Got here it. and all the showcases. So I sell my art. So it's become like a business also. It's great. You just came out of nowhere and look at look at you now yeah yeah it's awesome and i got an awesome job uh-huh. at a creative agency is this in san jose yes they are mtca they're uh-huh. a local creative agency and they do awesome uh like environmental design and they're also specialized in branding so because they saw my art so at a market the ceo was just walking over there and he saw me and my art and we started talking and we started um, at the tech shop or no this was a super maker market it was a show uh, like an art uh, street fair street fair where like, at um, San Pedro Square okay so uh, the CEO of this creative agency was there and we just started talking and we met up a few times and now I work for them and I work for them because of my art yeah. So for me, it's gonna be it was, a good feeling, though, right? Yeah, I felt so good that yeah, yeah I didn't get. You this let the job. art do the talking. Yeah, I, d- I didn't get this job because I have a four-year degree in hospitality. You know, I got it because of my designs. So I was so happy when I got this job. <laughs> so you, you completed the degree. You, you graduated. I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Congrats. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do anything with it, though. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Uh, I remember, for me, I just graduated, as you know. Yes. And there, people always say, "Oh, Jorge, what are you studying? Business?" Mm-hmm. It's like, no. You know, people assume things about me. Oh, really? Really about like you know? I think they think too highly of me. I think. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm just a film guy. I'm just you know. I'm just a, a film. I, I'm just, I'm just a, like for me, I'm just a writer. And then they're like, oh my god, you went to school for that? I was like, yeah. Because you have to erase the just. Because it's, it's I awesome just, that your well, writer is so cool. I know. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just I, For me, I have to keep things simple. Yeah. Because for me, that forces me to be creative. Oh, nice. It's like, it's like put myself in a box. Mm-hmm. Then I try to think outside the box to prove something. Mm-hmm. But they say, Hori, why did you go to that? I was like, well, you know what? If I'm going to be spending a lot of years to study something mm-hmm. and possibly spend a lot of money... I much rather do it in something that I love to do. Yeah. Because if I get the degree in something I love to do and not use it, I, I, that's fine. Because I, sure. I, I won't regret it. As opposed to getting a degree uh, that you don't like, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Ah, oh, well, it's good, <laughs> but I could have used that time for my art." Exactly. But for you, I think it's great though because you're making up that time fast. Oh yeah. You know, because <laughs> usually it takes people years to really develop a, a, a following and a reputation, mm-hmm. but you just out of the woodwork. <laughs> I, I think great stuff are coming your way. I think that that has a lot to do with my background. So it's, it's the location, definitely here. I think that there are so many opportunities. But um, I also have, like from Spain, I have the like 
strict uh, mindset of like doing a lot, like working very hard. So when I combine all of that with all of the opportunities that there are here, yeah. it's like a good combination because I'm getting like a lot done very fast. Yeah. And I think that comes from your father because your father, my father, it's a manufacturing job, right? So yes. it's very blue collar, very, mm. you know, structured. Yes. Get the job done. Exactly. Which is a great mentality to work, to uh -huh. use, utilize mm. here. So, uh, yeah, and, and that uh, combined with art is yeah. like a good combination. Yeah, I, I think people, as artistic things are, mm -hmm. I feel like people should really consider the commerce about things as well. Oh, for sure. The business of art, I think, is very important to get into. Yes. Because you could lose opportunities or you could, you know, lose uh, uh, opportunities to be created mm -hmm. if you're not aware mm -hmm. of where, mm -hmm. how you could monetize your art or at least, mm -hmm. you know, market it. Yeah. Awareness. Do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's so, I think it's so important if you really want to um, leave off of your passion, your purpose, in, in, in my case, it's my designs. I think it's important to, to definitely work hard and be organized and try to look for opportunities and sometimes do things that you don't like. Like there's the business part of it, there's the communication or networking part of it. And it might be tough at times, but at the end you're creating something. You're creating like your small, it's like your small company, which at the end is like your home because it's so like yours. You're right. So um, I think that is definitely so important to to like be in a way business oriented with your art or your film or yeah. 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 Now, <laughs> I, seeing your art, there seems to be a, a common theme, <laughs> which is circles. Yes. <laughs> or, or the spherical designs. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Mm, so that's very that's a really good question and um, to, to respond to your question um, I'm going to refer to my last uh, exhibit at tech shop um, in which I had uh, most of my pieces all put together forming a huge circle so all my all my pieces like form the shape of a circle and um, the name of the exhibition is called lost in the middle because while I know that my art is me and I know that um, why I do it, I'm still lost in the middle trying to figure out mm -hmm. what it really means, you know? Um, because I'm still, like, my art is like reinventing me. So um, I'm still studying myself and what, what it really means. But I just have this connection with circles and filling them up with weird shapes and flowers and lines and I like to create um, stuff that is very like whoa what is that like very attractive I always think of well I never really think before I create but um, I let myself go and draw and that's what um, comes out of it so do you feel this is a new development that you're attracted to circles or is this something you had as a, as a child mm. I think that it's a new development, but maybe it was always on me, but I just found it, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. And you, you mentioned a bit, but how is your creative process like? How do you go from the ideas mm. here to, to the page? So, uh, the 
I think that the artistic creative process is something so interesting but so complex, so hard to really figure out. So for now, what I know is that in my creative process, I need to be by myself to create. So I love to be uh, in my room or somewhere where I'm like, maybe there's people, but I'm like in my own world. And something that I need like 100% is music. So I'm always like <laughs> listening to super loud music and I'm like a music freak. Like I have so many different styles and so many different bands that I just like they move me so much and every time I'm drawing sometimes I dance and sometimes I'm just like oh my god it's so good yeah and um, that is so important for me and then I don't think or plan my designs mm -hmm. I always put the paper in front and I have an idea and I just do it you know I don't really um, make a circle and then uh, I stop and make a different one you know like I always start a piece and finish it and yeah I always think oh I'm gonna do this and I, then I just do it you know like I don't I'm not looking at anything or I'm not like I don't have a picture that I'm looking at or you know mm -hmm. yeah fascinating <laughs> what kind of music do you listen to so many different things so for example last time I drew I started listening to Omara Portuando which is a Cuban singer so um, and it's like jazzy like classic very Cuban you know beautiful music and then after that I listened to um, Oscar and the Wolf which is a band that plays like electronic pop but very like moving uh, sounds and then I can listen to jazz or maybe I listen to like flamenco even sometimes mm -hmm. there's only and, two things I hate and this uh, what are the two things you hate <laughs> I don't like EDM really yes it's pretty big in Spain isn't it uh, no uh, in Spain is more like electronic and house which I love I do like is like, that not what EDM is no, EDM is like like electronic, but like, I don't know, those sounds don't make any sense. It's like super loud and super like party, and uh -huh. like, uh, no, 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 I don't like it. Because <laughs> don't they have like an island in Spain? Ibiza, yeah, which Ibiza. I love. But they play electronic, like good techno, have good you been there? house. Yeah, I've How been is there it? a couple of times. It's awesome. A couple of times? Yeah. <laughs> heard it's like mecca for like tech people, like, like, yes. like, like, like uh, electronic music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I would say overall Spain is such a party place yeah. like it's so fun which is why I'm surprised you're saying that you hate EDM I figured yeah. that would be ingrained in your culture somehow by no, now no, no. I think that EDM is pretty recent uh, style I think I, I do love good electronic and good deep house I love it I definitely love electronic but EDM is like too crazy yeah too crazy <laughs> for you yeah and I feel like it has like no I don't know, like no taste. <laughs> and what's the second thing? Um, I don't like commercial music, like a lot. Like I don't like Beyonce or like Taylor Swift or. Because they're commercial, or you just don't like their music? I don't like it. Yeah, overall, like radio. That's interesting. Why? Radio formula. Why? Because sometimes I listen to such weird music. I feel like my ear, like, has listened to such like different sounds that that commercial radio formula sounds like so 
so simple and yeah. like I get tired of it so quickly uh-huh. that it kind of yeah. like yeah I don't like to listen to that yeah, I'm yeah. very picky with music <laughs> are you <laughs> yeah kind of I have to show you some music I'm sure you would like love it. to I, yeah. I love all kinds of music as well yeah but how okay. picky are you are you so picky that let's say you go to a restaurant and they put no, in EDM you're like no we're like, you can't eat here <laughs> Or, no. or, or they put Tyler Swift. It's like, no, we gotta get out of here. We can't. <laughs> how, strict, how strict are you? No, I, I'm only strict with, like, when I'm by myself, I listen to, I know what I want to listen to. But overall, like, anywhere, I can go anywhere. You can take me to a country bar, you can take me to a EDM, and I'm gonna adapt perfectly fine. So <laughs> it seems like adapting is a big thing in your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, do you, Maybe not, because it looks like you're following a sense of foundation here. Do you feel like you found a sense of foundation here? A foundation? Yeah, like a, like a place to... Because I know people who move a lot, mm-hmm. especially international students, they always feel misplaced. Oh, they always yeah. feel like they, 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 there's no foundation to really... And, and, and even back at home. But yes. for you, it looks like Granada is your go-to place to recharge. Yes. I definitely love Granada and my city and my people over there. And Spain overall, like it's me, it's my culture, so I really, really appreciate it. Actually, when I came here, I was like, oh my god, I hate Spain, I don't want to be there. I, really? I was like, I had a really different mindset. Yeah. What, what about Spain bothered you at the time? Uh, <laughs> Besides the school, we already talked about that. Yeah, um, so it bothered me the way that um, education, uh, like, I feel like I lost. A lot of time mm-hmm. even though now I feel like it's fine and I appreciate every single thing that happened to me even the even my waste of time in my degree but, but you, you're reflecting as a, as a lesson learned yes. learning lesson yes exactly but there are so many things have to change in Spain and education is a big one just I got very tired of teachers being uh, like disrespectful or just not so boring and so not passionate about learning and that kind of bothered me and yeah other things of the culture mm. yeah but it's can't like, be the food or the no 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 not the food <laughs> is there like a bit of cynicism in Spain so there's a lot of people is very direct and people can be very we can be I'm gonna include myself to be fair we can be very, um, not judgmental, but definitely very critical, yeah. you know, like we see the, neg- the negative very quickly. Yeah. And I felt like since I, since I got here, everything that I heard was like empowerment, um, you know, like compliments or support, mm-hmm. while over there is a little different. I still have people in Spain who laugh, kind of laugh at me. Really? And my situation, or people who I, I am close to, and they never ask me or or th- or congratulate me for my exhibits or my, for example, opening a pop-up store. There's people who are my friends, and they don't really say, "Hey, Maria, it's awesome," you yeah. know. Or, that's fascinating. Because mm. for people like me, I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, and people here, everyone is like, Maria, that's awesome, you know, and and I am like that too, like. I prefer to see the positive, but some people there is like, oh, what are you doing? You're an artist, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always hard, especially yeah. when it comes to people you, you made friends with. 
Yes. She's not get their support. Yeah. Uh, but but I think you bring bring up a, a very interesting notion, which is to surround yourself with supportive people. Yeah. That is very important in yeah. success, I think. Uh, um, I agree, and I don't hold anything negative towards the people who don't maybe support the same way as other people. You know, I'm I'm okay with that, mm. and and I think that's that can be good at times also. And me, I have a theory. I, I think that that sense of judgment uh, it's it's a bit of a byproduct of already being in a well-established known culturally mm-hmm. uh, region mm-hmm. I feel people who come who, who are who are already maybe not born in that world of, yeah. of well culture yeah it's easy easier for them to, to, to criticize yes. because that's what they grew up already knowing mm-hmm. as opposed to people who especially here in San Jose yeah. where there's a lot of people still introducing themselves to the art scene yes. everything still seems new and exciting because San Jose hasn't really had that, that same history of art as let's say San Francisco mm-hmm. you know so it's like in some ways I can't really blame a lot of those people for yeah. being that way Me you know too. it's like if me with filmmaking, it's like if I grew up with you know, uh, with family that was in the film industry already and, and all that, yeah. then yeah, I, I guess it's easy for me to criticize others. But for me, never had a film background. Now I understand the process and I'm okay. learning. It's very exciting to see others mm-hmm. succeed as well mm-hmm. as me. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't know. I, I just have this theory of of uh, of perspective of, yeah. of of like you know because it's like. It, it's always why why do people put others down in something creative it makes no sense to me because at the end of the day art and many other things like art are very subjective yeah you know it, it, it's it's not about who's better uh-huh. or who's who's better or it's it's like what who's this, what art is this person doing and how does that relate to that person exactly it's self-expression exactly so how is self-expression ever a wrong thing it can't be wrong it's always awesome even if it's like I mean I, I, I go to some art galleries and I'm like I don't like this art but like mm-hmm. I, I respect it yeah I was like this person obviously was going through something mm-hmm. when he when she mm-hmm. he made this mm-hmm. doesn't appeal to me because maybe my my I've biased background maybe I have exactly. other stuff expectations yeah but at the same time me it's like I respect and I applaud that they made it this far to make their art be seen in the gallery because mm-hmm. that's not easy in itself it's not and it's um, yeah I so agree with that and that that attitude is so is beautiful because you by respecting all of that even if you don't like it mm-hmm. you're really allowing yourself to like um, experience all types of things instead of like rejecting a piece of art or rejecting an artist or something like that you're really being open to what you like and what you don't like and at the end I think that we are I'm I am me you are you and your circumstances mm-hmm. so even if someone doesn't like my art or doesn't um, doesn't say uh, uh, a by word by the way I like your art oh thanks just putting it out there <laughs> so you don't get the wrong idea oh yeah. thank you so even if someone doesn't like it I I like to be understanding that their circumstances mm, I don't know maybe they like something completely different than what I do or you know so it's okay at the end yeah I love to say that it's okay it's okay in the end <laughs> yes it's okay. is that is that like your favorite English word um, it's my okay what? 
Your favorite English word? Mm, no, or my expression? favorite English word is hella. Hella? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that's why my business. You, your favorite English word is a Northern California mm, slang term. Yep. Hella. You, so, you were meant to be in this region then. I know. So Kella, my business, uh-huh. is, is named, I named it Kella because I wanted to reference the fact that I started drawing here in San Jose and I found such support and I was like, why do, what do I like about here? Yeah. And I thought, I love the word hella. So you just put it in K? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I know. Uh. I love it too. And the first time I heard it, I was like, hella, like, what does that mean? That sounds so cool. Because I'm international, yeah. so I don't really get the, the, I don't really know the meaning as well as, a, as someone from here. But still, I connect to it because I, I don't know. It sounds like so cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I like that. It's Kella. Kella Designs. Kella, Kella. <laughs> the connection's there. Finally, yeah. mysteries figure it out. Because I was going to ask you, where did Kella yeah. come from? Because that's a pretty interesting name yeah. for, for your art. And the other day at a market, I just, um, a woman from India, she came to me and she told me, wow, you're. Your art, your business is, it means joyful in Hindi. And I thought, wow, that's awesome. Because imagine if it had meant, I don't know, uh, whatever, that right. doesn't make any sense. But it means joyful. Joyful. So that's cool too. Well, which is very fitting as well. You look like you're very joyful with your art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, yeah. that's really amazing. Now, <laughs> Can you tell me a bit about your experience here with the San Jose art community? Yeah, so um, I love San Jose and I didn't like it when I got here because it's such a different city from my city. So the downtown area is small and there are a lot of cars, but... um, In your city, the downtown area is bigger and not many cars. Not many cars, like you go walking everywhere and um, streets are full of people and businesses and... Um, but anyway, so um, when I started going to open mic and I had the opportunity to show my art, that's when I kind of um, started a little bit getting myself involved in the art community and going to markets and just talking to different artists like Jojo Perea and Mike Vorja, who like they really like they told me, oh, your art is cool. So because they were established artists here in San Jose, that really meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And Mike Borgia told me to do the um, artist in residency, so I really, really like that. And and yeah, from from there, I've just been doing little things and meeting more and more artists. And what what I can say is that there are so many artists here. Like everyone either draws or they're a graphic designer or even tech people like they're kind of artists to me too yeah. and all or they play an instrument like so many musicians cafe frascati so many all these little events that get people together i don't know i f- i feel like everyone was just so nice towards me and so supportive and the environment is always so casual and relaxed and very positive at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, of the art community of San Jose, I can only say good things. Only. Only? <laughs> yes. And do you have any future plans here besides uh, what you're already doing? So, I am right now in a very weird situation because my 
work permit is expired in July. Oh. So in August 16th, I'm actually illegal. So I have to leave the country in August 16th. So I am in a, yeah, in a very like, not stressful, but I want to stay, you know. It's an area of concern. Yes. Death. Oh, I love that. It's an area of concern. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm applying for an artist visa and this uh, this government and this country I think is very strict. Yeah. I have that opinion, so <laughs> it's going to be hard. Which is interesting because I know the about the H-1 visa, which is usually yeah. for the tech employees. Yeah, that's so hard to get. That visa is well, so hard to get. Well, what is the art visa called? So it's called O visa. O visa. See, I don't hear much of that. Yeah. So it's an extraordinary visa. It's not. Yeah. So I, I, I figured that would be much harder to get than the O, uh, than the H visa. Because with the O one, with the H visa, you just get a, a company hires you and you. Yeah. With the O visa, you need to prove that you are a legitimate, you know, uh, yeah. quote unquote artist yeah. that 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 really gives to the community. I guess is that mm-hmm. is that the criteria? Yeah, exactly, something like that. But actually, the H one visa is so hard because the company has to pay a lot. You go into a lottery, the person who is applying, and you might get it, you might not get it, and you only get it if you work mo- normally for like a big company. You know, like big, like corporations, and it's a huge process. And normally, it's tech people who get it here in Silicon Valley. Right. Me, with my professional background or academic background, I wouldn't get it. So maybe I do get it because of my artist career. I mean, hopefully, yeah. because if not, <laughs> I'm gone. Well, I, think, I don't think you'll be gone completely. I mean, you. You, you, you're always going to have Kella. Yeah, for sure. Which is part of Hella, which is part of here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'll bring it with me and it'll be a part of me forever. Well, but still, it seems like a good idea because you're building a reputation here mm-hmm. and, and, and a craft here that you could maybe apply to other places. Yeah. Can, would you agree with that? Yeah, so I, the reason why I can apply for this visa is because I am an artist also at the company that I work so the creative agency is like my sponsor for this visa and so because I work in the arts and I have my business and I have exhibits and I have like some recognition through all of that I might be able to get the visa oh well I wish you the best do you have any upcoming exhibits or anything like that so my pop-up is going to be open for a month here in Valley Fair and um, after that, I might be showing my art at Downtown Yoga Shala. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to be pretty busy, maybe with some summer festival, so zero or something like that. And then busy with the application. It requires a lot of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about where can people find your, your stuff? So my stuff is... Um, your art. Sorry. My art. <laughs> your stuff. Yeah, it's tough at the end because it's mostly greeting cards and canvases, so it's different, different media, different uh, items. So it can be found on my website, and then I post a lot of new designs almost every day because I draw every day on my Instagram, which yeah. is Kella Designs. So your Instagram is Kella Designs, and my website is KellaDesigns.com. Kella Designs. That's K H E L A. Yeah. 
www.kellandesigns.com or kellandesigns.com yes. <laughs> and your Facebook too, right? My Facebook as well, yeah, Kella Designs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you for, for talking to me. Thank and, you so and, much. And, it was uh, so fun. It's interesting. It's the first time I had a, a, a podcast conversation here at the mall. <laughs> I, yeah, I, people is looking at us. I know, right? It's, it's Well, I can't blame them. There's like a microphone and a yeah. laptop. And it's like, oh, who's this guy <laughs> talking to this this gal? We look cool, though. Do we? You I think really so. Cool. You always look cool. Oh, I, remember, I remember the first time I saw you from Scotty is, and you had the arms like, yeah, that's a cool looking you know, artist. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I don't know. Like, Thank you. I appreciate certain, that so much. Certain artists have that swagger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the sense of tiredness. Like, of like, oh. Uh, okay. I don't know if you have that. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just sitting down when you're selling your art. Yeah. I mean, like, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah, exactly. Super smiley and talking to everyone. <laughs> yeah, which is great to see. Yeah, yeah oh, thank you. Yeah, I love being out. I'm definitely extroverted, and I like like to expose myself to super different experiences and situations. So, like, I enjoy being out there. And yeah, it was awesome to meet you at Frascati, and I hope I can continue meeting awesome people here. Mm-hmm. And you should come visit Spain. I would sometime. love to. Spain is definitely top of my list of places I want to go nation, mm-hmm. oh, internationally because yes. uh, there's a lot of. For me, I love food, and oh and Spain God, is well known for it. its food. You and love also it. in cinema, I'm a big uh, Pedro Almodovar uh, fan. Oh. Pedro Almodovar? Uh, Almodovar. Oh, yes. See, I messed up his name. I'm a big fan of his. Yes. Um, and for me, I, I, like, I would love to make films in other countries. Oh, and, nice. And kinda, I, I, like you said, adapt. I like to adapt oh. styles. Mm. Um, so That's anyway. so interesting. Yeah. But, but, I think but that Spain is definitely up there. For Americans, it must be, now that I've been living here, I feel like for Americans, it must be so cool to go over there because it's just so different like cities are like small amusement parks yeah. like it's so there's so much beauty and stuff around you like it's like so different so you're invited you have a home there <laughs> much thank you thank uh, you uh, one last question hmm. I know you, you started about like a year you said a year and a half a year and a half so about two years so if you round it up yeah but even then I think you have a lot to offer in wisdom so for somebody who's interested in doing art, maybe in a similar situation as yours, where you're like, well, they're not even considering, I mean, they, they, they like doing art, but they don't consider doing it seriously. Mm-hmm. Is there any words of advice you'd like to give to them? I would say be persistent and be kind to yourself. I think it's important to, to really um, be patient and be kind towards yourself because there are so many times where you're wanna you're gonna want to quit. But um, yeah, that's I think that's very big. Be kind to yourself and be persistent and enjoy what you're doing. And if you're here in in the in Silicon Valley and San Jose area, you're definitely gonna find opportunities and support. So yeah, that's what I would say. I yeah. think. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would add like a lot more. <laughs> but yeah, for now, I think that's what I would say. Yes. All right, Maria. 
you're really big on new experiences. Well, having a podcast session here at the mall with you is a new experience for me. I had a good time. Thank you, me and, too. And, and thank you for talking to me. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Jorge.